0: well, we're going to tier all 32 situations today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
2: day.
0: What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast we're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins, and we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Lockdown NFL Scouting your first listen every day, and of course, a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Joe, we missed it over the weekend, but I do want to wish you a belated happy Bobby Bonilla Day.
0: Oh, thank you. Just a
2: legendary day on the calendar every year in the summertime for baseball, a contract of a $5 million salary that was deferred across 25 years, longer than 25 years. Something crazy. To to the tune of he got five X the amount of money to, to extend it out.
0: Yeah. So he gets every finesse every was beginning of July. He gets a million bucks from the Mets. It's incredible. Bigger finesse. Bobby
2: Benilla's contract or Albert Hainsworth's contract.
0: Oh, Albert Hainsworth, man. That guy was laying down on the field. I'll never forget it. In the middle of a play. Remember that, remember that
2: whole uh conditioning test snafu Two. When and they went they like they did the thing where they went over what the conditioning test was that he couldn't pass.
0: He's lucky it didn't happen today. That was, that was right on the cusp of of when that would have really been
2: bad for him. Right, right. Yeah. Lord. So a couple all-time finessers at the top of the show, Bobby Bonilla getting his payout over the weekend. Uh, We're talking defensive coaching staffs, not defensive coordinators, but defensive coaching staffs, which is uh, some of these teams are more heavily influenced by their head coaches. Uh, Some of these teams actually have their head coaches as their defensive coordinators. And then the rest is just trying to encapsulate and put into tiers as best as you can to quantify uh, this is not a one through 32. I think that's very important for us to impress here as we get started. Joe, um, we we did it with uh, the offensive coordinators as well. Uh, we don't want to say this is the, the list we name the names in is the list in the quality of the staff, but we put them in buckets. And we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Buckets. A lot of tears this time. <laughs> a little bit more robust on the offense than the offensive side of the ball. So uh, the, the top tier is the same, however. It's the God tier. These are the ones that you feel really good about if you have a coaching staff that has this person as a pillar to it.
0: And now we begin. Um. So what's funny is when we were planning on doing this, we just very quick spitball, I said, Kyle, like, who's the best? And you said, Bill Belichick. And I said, come on, man, it can't be him. And then you're like, well, let's look at the resume. And, I, like, you think you know the resume's good, but it, it's even better than you think it's going to be, man. Just right. the, the amount of quality defenses over a long time is incredible. And it's like, you can – you could try to like toss the wet blanket of Tom Brady over the whole thing, like to an extent. But Tom Brady doesn't play defense. You know what I mean? And like to to have that many different core nucleus of players, and it's and just always consistently good. Have like
2: a top eight defense every single year. He's always. only had a handful that, and the floor is like top twelve.
0: <laughs> you got a damn <laughs> chance every year.
2: You're you're gonna keep games close. Yeah. And you bank on situational
0: football and and coaching to to break the plays your way. And he's lost so many of his assistants through the years on the defensive side of the football. Stop and it,
2: hiring this man's assistant.
0: Right. Yeah. Just exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like the Adam Gase factor of like Adam Gase was such a good offensive coordinator when he had Peyton Manning, but like somehow that got him two different NFL head coaching jobs. Like when you don't get the one right
2: after he was relieved (laughs) of the first one,
0: you're not taking bill Belichick with you. If you hire Romeo Cornell or insert whatever 10 million guys, Yeah, you see,
2: you see teams do this all the time where they try to re engineer reverse engineer something that worked elsewhere without taking the primary piece of why it was what it was like hiring Joe Philbin to be a head coach. Um, What's another good example. Adam GaSe is a tremendous example. Congratulations to my team for getting suckered on both of those examples. I mean, <laughs> well, you 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 volunteered the Philbert thing. That's on you. Buddy. Well, yeah, but that that was he never called plays.
0: Aaron Rodgers was there. Of course, the offense is good. Right. Um. So. Like obviously the Patriots are in the God tier with with Bill Belichick, but like if there's probably uh, the extreme the Zeus or whatever tier, like this is the Almighty, right? He gets all the flowers. I, a guy that also is in this category, very like no questions asked, is Lou Anarumo with the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I have had so much fun studying that defense throughout the years, and. I really got attracted to what they were doing in their Super Bowl year during the playoffs and I studied all of those defensive performances and just how multiple that unit is how it changes throughout games like there is so like you talk about throwing the kitchen sink at an offense this guy does it at a high high rate and his in-game adjustments are are really special so so he, he's in this obviously I'm, I'm going to say something here I want
2: every single NFL owner who watches draft dudes which is clearly all of them. Uh, every single one, obviously. Look me directly in the eyes here when I say this to you. If your team needs a head coach next year, hire Lou Anarumo and thank us later. Cardinals should have done it, man. Oh, my. Did, yeah. Hire Jonathan Gannon.
0: Eagles fans couldn't be happier that this guy's out of town. They
2: threw a parade, they yeah. lost the Super Bowl and still threw a parade because Jonathan Gannon was gone.
0: Oh man, you feel like Lou and Monty Osinfort would be a great pair. Just like very, like just their approach to what they do would be mm-hmm. great. And now I, it's like Jonathan Gannon and Monty Fort. I'm like, is that really gonna Jonathan work? Jonathan Gannon walking up to Kyler in the weight room, yeah, cringe. Hey, hey, buddy, ready to drop some bombs? <laughs> <laughs> you, that, that was Kyle Krabs. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, we got a bunch more of the guys. Got- yeah, we go ahead.
2: Let's we'll read the names. Uh, two teams that we're very familiar with, with Vic Fangio, newly hired defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins, Uh, Sean McDermott, uh, the now de facto defensive coordinator was not that. I think Leslie Frazier probably would have been in this bucket anyway. Yeah. I don't think it would have changed it, but, Uh, but McDermott is the, now the, he's the second head coach who's on this list. Uh, he's the only other head coach in the God tier. Dan Quinn with the Dallas Cowboys. Wink Martindale, with the New York Giants, and Steve Spagnuolo, uh, the other long-tenured defensive coordinator. I mean, everything below the God tier is 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023 hirings. Uh, the God tier, you have Belichick in 2000, uh, Anarumo in 19, McDermott in 17, although this is technically his first year calling the defense,
0: and then Spagnuolo in, in, in 2019. Spags is a guy I got a lot of respect for as well. I don't know that Kansas City's had enough defensive talent, Um for that defense to statistically look good year over year, but But they they routinely
2: outperform expectations when you look at that. And I think their depth chart is at a place now where it's better than it's been the last few years. Yeah. You just
0: need some of those young guys to take another step. Yeah. And they got a ton of experience last year. Uh, you got to be out of your mind excited about Vic Fangio taking over that Dolphins defense. I mean, uh, Kyle's entire summer is Vic Fangio. I got it's insane I got playbooks. I got play designs. That's why yeah. Kyle bought the new pack of pens is because he had to chart all these
2: plays. Yeah. So I mean, this is all Cover Three, and now you're into Cover. That this is a Cover Six section here. Uh, I've got Sub Eight and and Nine, which is. A weak, weak buzz cover three with strong safety rotation and uh, roll luggage and Zeus and their zero package and they got a, a sim pressure package which is really, I I got it. So yes, needless to say, as excited as I was about the Shanahan offense last year with Mike McDaniel, I'm in the same
0: shoes this year with McDaniel. Um. For obvious reasons, the resume speaks for itself. Dan Quinn, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Dude is killing it. Yes. And you know what's the thing about Dan Quinn is I think he has a really different approach to personnel and it works for him. And I get nervous about what it looks like without him. Um, but he maximizes that unit. I love kind of this idea of like negative plays, turnovers. Like that's, that's what, like teams are going to get yards in the NFL this right now. Right. How do you make that hard? Negative plays and turnovers. And I love how he prioritizes that. And then, uh, Wink Martindale is the only one that we didn't acknowledge,
2: and boy, oh boy, does he have some horses up front to work with to make this thing go. KT, and that—that's really uh, when you have Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, and now Kayvon Thibodeau and Ojulari is an emerging player as well. And there's some young players in the secondary that have versatility that's going to allow you to to present the same picture or change the picture and have guys take different assignments. It's just going to piece itself together really well for him. And and we expect more growth in year two, but uh, his transition from Baltimore to New York obviously was, was a successful one. just as his stretch in Baltimore was highly successful as well.
0: The God tier includes the chiefs, Patriots, Bengals, giants, dolphins, Cowboys, and bills. We've got eight more tiers to get into here. In just a moment, but first need to tell you about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free, folks. It's so easy to create a free job post over at LinkedIn Jobs, and once you create that post, just simply add the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring, and then they have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So go to LinkedIn jobs, and they will help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: Thank you for not quick snapping me on the the read today. I don't know if you noticed, you Man. quick snapped me. You quick snapped me on Thursday night, and then you quick snapped me again on our, our offensive coordinator record.
0: I feel like nothing has changed with my process. So I don't, I don't know what you mean by that, but.
2: Um, let's not throw any more shade at Jill and let's talk about the hall of very good and not quite God tier. Um, but two defensive coordinators in the hall of very good that I don't want to say we're suggesting their hall of fame caliber, but in the spectrum of 32 defensive coaching staffs, uh, these guys being the pillars, uh, with their history, uh, are very good and have a proven track record of being very good. Gus Bradley with the Indianapolis Colts. uh, And he's been there since 2022 and Raheem Morris with the LA Rams. they played admirably last year too. I thought with uh, a lot of undesirable players getting high volume opportunities last season. So Gus Bradley, Raheem Morris kind of a, a bucket of their own just because they have proven track records uh, and they're not new with a new team.
0: I could see Raheem Morris getting another chance to be a head coach you know and th- that maybe be better prepared for yeah. it too. Came to him a little bit early, but earlier but since I mean he's had such great experience throughout his career whether it's in his current role as the DC with the Rams but also like he was the the like a, a, a offensive coach with Atlanta for a little bit too like And then he wound up taking over that defense in the same year. I mean, this guy's had such an incredible background, and I think a a team should give him another chance. But this is an interesting uh, group of guys here in Bradley and Morris, Colts, Rams, that I think are a nice transitional tier between the God tier that we just talked about and then the good but new tier uh, that we're about to get into. I'll let you set the table there. Which is we know your pillar piece of your defensive
2: coaching staff is good, but there's some new dynamics here that make knowing exactly what it's going to look like um, a little unique. Um, And I I think it is worth acknowledging that you did have a new player in the God tier with Vic Fangio. I just think Vic's resume puts him in a different stratosphere than saying you're good, but you're new versus some of these other guys.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Um, You have Brian Flores in the Minnesota Vikings. You have Steve Wilkes with the San Francisco 49ers. You have Derek Ansley taking over as the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. Their defensive coordinator went with Fangio to be the defensive backs coach in Miami. And of course, Brandon Staley is the pillar there. So he's familiar, but you do have a new defensive coordinator. Uh, Giro Averro with the Carolina Panthers, Jim Schwartz with the Cleveland Browns. Those are the good, but new
0: teams so much to get into with these guys i'd like to start with jim schwartz and the browns uh i have always enjoyed jim schwartz um whether he was the bills defense coordinator for that one season i loved it and then he went over to philly and obviously his time in detroit um time with the titans as well earlier in his career but um i think that his presence for that defense is is huge um they're going to want to do the wide nine alignments, of course, and I think that's going to be great for Miles Garrett and Aguilaronku. Yeah. Uh, but also, I, I'm excited about how he can unlock their corners. Um, he likes to play a lot of bump and run, get up in the face, and be physical. And um, I think for Denzel Ward and Newsom um, and Emerson, like this is the right coach to pair with their skill sets. And so, um, I think I think that Schwartz is. I, Talent wise Cleveland's really, really in good shape. And I think obviously Joe Woods was a disaster last year. I think Jim Schwartz in a lot of the ways that we get excited about Fangio going to Miami and impacting good personnel, I think the same type of thing could be applied to to, to Cleveland with Jim Schwartz and his arrival.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I think the, the question that we still have with Cleveland is your depth on the interior defensive front yep. and the linebackers that you have playing behind it, right So that'll be the thing for Schwartz in a wide nine system. There's a lot of space up front, Mm -hmm. right? How well do you handle that? How well does that interior box handle that? And I think that will determine the ceiling for this Browns defense this upcoming season. But I agree with you wholeheartedly about the secondary and and the the guys up front, the rushers. Uh, If you told me you were going to lose D'Amico Ryans, could you? how many names on this list could you have picked that you would have liked better to be the transitional new defensive coordinator than Steve Wilkes? Good get, good get. <laughs> They're going to be just fine, right? They got great talent, obviously. Wilkes has, has uh, he he really got that Carolina team playing right yeah. when he took over as the interim head coach and like, played tough, de- you know, the defense was a large part of that. And I think him stepping into the shoes there in Arizona, or excuse me, in San Francisco, um, is a match made in heaven.
0: I really like his gyro Averro going to the Carolina Panthers coming over from Denver. He's widely viewed as one of the bright, young defensive minds. He had some head coaching interviews and I think Carolina kind of, kind of counting on him only being a one-year thing. Uh, he goes there and does what people think he's supposed to do. He could be in line for a head coaching job, but you know, Denver for as as bad as that team was last year, what wasn't their defense, wasn't their defense. And, and he's got a lot to work with in Carolina. I'm excited to see how that comes together.
2: And we'll, For Brian Flores, I'll acknowledge we've talked about Minnesota and the concerns that we have with the corners uh, and the style of play that you're going to be able to play. Um, The Flores tree, uh, having Josh Boyer as the defensive coordinator in Miami last year, the last two years in Miami, the defense has been uh, bend but don't break. Uh, They were very turnover-reliant when Flores was the head coach of the team. If you can facilitate that, I think this team will probably outperform my expectations. I just think they're, they're a year from way. I think the newness there uh, and the dramatic change of the scheme is going to set up a transitional year for them defensively.
0: You know, one thing about Brian Flores, even in the one season with Pittsburgh last year, some of the feedback that I've gotten in talking to Pittsburgh people is that we felt Brian Flores, you know, like impact on this defense. And I mean, Mm -hmm. they have Mike Tomlin and Terrell Austin, but they've noticed that Brian Flores had an impact. And I'm sure, you know Brian Flores is on a mission, right? I mean, I think he wants to be a head coach again, and and him taking over this defense—the Vikings' defense was awful last year. And I know there's some trans, a lot of transition on the personnel, but Brian Flores has a real chance to step into here, build this thing back up, and and really kind of position himself, angle himself again for potentially another head coaching gig. Yeah, I think he'll get it too. I think will. He he deserves it.
2: Obviously, there was some dynamics with how things ended in Miami that. uh extended beyond the, the win loss product. Right. Um, the, the philosophical start to his regime there. And it felt like they never really got on the same page and recovered from that, uh, with the rest of the organization and, and Brian kept going out and winning. And, uh, then there was the dynamic of that personality that you talked about was very prominent with every aspect of the football operations in Miami. And they, they, alluded to wanting a more collaborative effort. So I think you just got to know Brian Flores knows what he wants and I would not bet against him with this defense in time and then him getting another head coaching gig, but it's just a matter you got to understand get out of his way with that side of the ball because he'll get it right, but he needs time and he's going to make sure that you have the right tools in place for him to play because it is such a high pressure defense to play against. Like it's, it's more aggressive than Belichick style with the same ideology.
0: Yeah. And for Flores, I think now having a stop in Pittsburgh and a stop in Minnesota is going to help build that Rolodex out. Correct. So he can have an offensive staff next time he gets a chance at, right. at doing this thing. All right, Kyle, we got six more tiers to dive into as we continue this conversation regarding defensive coaching staff today on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: The good news is we have six more tiers, but I think we've covered about half the league. Yeah. The first two sections. (laughs) This breaks down pretty...
0: We've done 14.
2: So yeah, we're... We'll be
0: fine. Well, and we have the who knows tier. That's There's not a whole lot to say, right? Yeah, so we'll right. get there. Well, our next tier, I'm going to
2: say the names first. Because that's <laughs> a fun, fun twist for this tier. Jeff Ulbrich, uh, New York Jets, Shane Bowen, Tennessee Titans, Casey Rogers slash Larry Foote, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Terrell Austin, Pittsburgh Steelers. Joe, this is the mm. your head coach is killing it tier. <laughs> right. In a good way. In a good way. Correct. Yes. Yes. But your head coach most certainly has a heavy hand for the New York Jets, the Tennessee Titans, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers with their backgrounds uh, in versus these defensive
0: coordinators uh, and and their impact
2: with their respective teams.
0: How happy is Robert Sala to get that Jets defense turned around? Like, like the worst defense the Jets ever had his first season to, right. okay, all right. That's why you got this gig. You know, and that's, that's gotta be tough, man. Your defensive behind the head coach and your defense isn't good. I lived that Rex Ryan, right. A couple years in Buffalo, right. That's not good. That's, that's not where you want to live. Uh, so, um, obviously high expectations for them entering this next season, but that's exactly what we're talking about. Todd Bowles with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, I mean, that guy has put together some of the most masterful game plans in the highest leverage moments. Um, it's, it's good for him. Right. But he's, he's the head coach and you know, these defensive coordinators, they actually have co the only team in the league with co defensive coordinators. Um, Mike Rabel, man, he's been able to get so much out of the Titans. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that they've had a lot of stability with their personnel on defense since he's been there and he gets a lot out of them every single year. And they just gave Shane Bowen the title, right? They were like reluctant after Dean Pease mm-hmm. left They're like, okay, it's gotta be the right guy. They finally give him the label. so. Yeah, I mean, a very clear theme here with this tier. What I really like about um,
2: the vast majority of this list, AK three out of four, Bowen with Tennessee, uh, Rodgers in Tampa Bay, and Austin with Pittsburgh, is they're all long-tenured with their respective team with long-tenured coaches, right? Yeah. Think about Austin and Pittsburgh since 19, that, that Rodgers-Foot combo, they've been there since 19. And Shane Bowen's been linebacker's coach from 18 to 20. Yeah. Was, was his most recent previous gig. Uh, so all with the same team kind of coming up with the coach in the same pipeline. I, I think there's a lot of merit to that um, as extensions of that respective coach in the hand that they
0: have. Yep. Yeah, being through scenarios together, being able to say, okay, mm-hmm. we saw this three years ago. We can go back to they, these ideas. That's a big deal.
2: Our next tier is good, but only in theory for a slew of reasons. Uh, Sean Desai with the Philadelphia Eagles, good in theory because he's never actually been a defensive coordinator before, but he's off Fangio Tree. He's very, very, very well regarded. Uh, he was the associate head coach for Seattle last year. You have Vance Joseph with the Denver Broncos, and you have Patrick Graham with the Las Vegas Raiders. And those last two, Joseph and Graham, you ask people around the league, you're going to get the most glowing reviews of both Vance Joseph and Patrick Graham. But then you look at the resume, and defensively, statistically, these aren't particularly good defenses. And you're sympathetic to Vance in Arizona and Graham in New York with the Giants in the early portions of what this buildup has been, they haven't had talent the last few years. So you're sympathetic to that. So you hear all the good things, you recognize how well-respected they are and they do good things conceptually, but what they have to show for it to this point, because they haven't necessarily had talent. Now you're optimistic for Vance Joseph back in Denver this year. I don't feel particularly good about Patrick
0: Graham with the Raiders, but it's neither here nor there.
2: That's why they're good in theory.
0: Got to have players, man. You know, that, that helps. Adam Gates is a lot better coach when he had Peyton Manning as his quarterback. It's funny how that works. It's weird. Uh, the next tier is growth expected. And these are uh, a th- really, it's it's four coaches here in this, in this bucket that we saw some good things. But also expectations are higher this coming season. They're all in their second year on the gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike McDonald with the Baltimore Ravens. I think we saw that start to shift last year as they got healthy and and really played really good defense down the stretch. Uh, Clint Hurt with the uh, with the Seattle Seahawks We're obviously looking for growth from that defense this coming season. Uh, Mike Caldwell with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a young unit, right? A lot of a lot of youth. Um, and, and his first gig as as a D.C. coming over from his time in Tampa. And then, of course, Alan Williams with Chicago Bears, um, the understudy of Matt Eberflus, And they were together in Indy. And um, we'll see how that that all comes together. That that Chicago Bears front is very, very concerning. Uh, obviously, invested a lot in the linebackers and in the secondary the last couple of years. But, you know, do, do they have the horses up front for that defense to be competitive in? Uh, a year where there's a lot of growth expected from the Chicago bears.
2: Our next year is a familiar one from the offensive coordinator series, which is put up or shut up. We got Washington, Detroit and green Bay, Jack Del Rio, Aaron Glenn and Joe Barry. I've heard Packers fans complain about Joe Barry seemingly weekly. Yeah. Cause the they got so much to everyone Dude. is
0: the first round pick on the defense, right?
2: They got, they do have crazy talent. Now, Aaron Glenn, uh, you're enthused by what the back half of the year looked like when they made some defensive coaching staff changes, but uh, he's been there since 2021. I think we've looked at the depth chart defensively for Detroit and you see some really nice improvements, but they're young players for the most part. You know, you, you obviously have Chauncey Gardner Johnson coming in. I think that's a huge ad, but Brian Branch, Jack Campbell. Like they they have some meaningful players that are probably gonna play a lot of snaps for you. How quickly you get those guys up to speed is probably gonna be pretty critical for how this De- Detroit Lions defense looks. And then obviously everything in Washington is put up or shut up with new ownership coming in. It just changes the dynamic because there, there's people that spend a lot of money to purchase this football team who have had no say in anybody's
0: presence in the organization to this point in time tough way tough place to operate there right yes it's why it's why uh doug marone resigned as head coach the bills said these guys didn't hire me new ownership i'm out of here uh all right next year. To
2: throw throwing doug marone and adam Gase digs it's got
0: it there's been a it's rex July. ryan dig joe yeah. philbin yeah it's all happening it's today July, this it's is July show uh, the next year is I think your head coach will kill it. We got two coaches. In a good in, way. Yeah, in a good way, because you got really good defensive minded head coach. One of them being uh, Houston Texans with Matt Burke. Obviously, D'Amico Ryan's the head coach there. Kyle does not, Speak, not a big. Speaking of Adam Gaze. Not a big Matt Burke guy. But obviously, D'Amico Ryan's and what he was able to do over out uh, with the 49ers and um, how quickly he ascended to being an NFL head coach and um, got some young talent as well over there in Houston to work with the other one here in this category is the new Orleans saints, Joe Woods coming over from Cleveland as the DC uh, after they had Neil, they had Nielsen who went to Atlanta and uh, they parted ways with Chris Richard. Richard, Richard. Those, yeah. those guys were like their DCs last year. Now it's Joe Woods, but it's is it really just Dennis Allen, right? Who's was their defensive coordinator that got promoted to head coach. And, and certainly Dennis Allen's had a good career as a, Defensive, defensive coordinator. Right. But not necessarily his head coaching resume hasn't been good. But um, when you look at it through the lens of defense, I mean, you know, that's going to that's going to elevate a guy like Dennis Allen.
2: Then we have two coaches in the who knows bucket Atlanta with Ryan Nielsen, who you mentioned, co-a co-defensive coordinator last year in New Orleans now has that solo gig for a unit that has a lot of spending. Yeah, you know, they, they brought a lot of people in. I mean, they, they've spent a lot. You can kind of tell this Atlanta team is expecting to be highly competitive this year after consecutive, was it seven win seasons? I think their first two seasons uh, under Arthur Smith. So a little bit of pressure there. Uh, and, and as a co-defensive coordinator last year, and then Nick Rallis in, in Arizona with the Cardinals uh, was the linebackers coach in, in Philly the last two years and don't have a lot to work with. So it's, what expectations can you possibly have who knows and that's why right. he's in that bucket we did the thing Kyle we did the thing hope everybody I'm sure everybody, everybody agreed with it right nobody's everybody, mad there's yeah. no no polarizing opinions there or anything that we said that upset anybody in any capacity but we hope you guys enjoyed the run through the defensive coaches across the league I'm Kyle Krabs he's Joe Marino we are locked on NFL scouting with draft dudes Make sure you find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. But We are out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back to talk to you all again tomorrow. Peace.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.